The Power of Gratitude. In the early 1990s, one of the great medical research exercises of modern times took place. It became known as the Nun Study. Some 700 American nuns, all members of the School Sisters of Notre Dame in the United States, agreed to allow their records to be accessed by a research team investigating the process of aging and Alzheimer's disease. At the start of the study, the participants were aged between 75 and 102. What gave this study its unusual longitudinal scope is that in 1930, the nuns, then in their 20s, had been asked by the Mother Superior to write a brief autobiographical account of their life and their reasons for entering the convent. These documents were now analysed by the researchers using a specially devised coding system to register, among other things, positive and negative emotions. By annually assessing the nuns' current state of health, the researchers were able to test whether their emotional state in 1930 had an effect on their health some 60 years later. Because they'd all lived a very similar lifestyle during these six decades, they formed an ideal group for testing hypotheses about the relationship between emotional attitudes and health. The results published in 2001 were startling. The more positive emotions like contentment, gratitude, happiness, hope, and love the nuns expressed in their autobiographical notes, the more likely they were to be alive and well 60 years later. The difference was as much as seven years in life expectancy. So remarkable was this finding that it has led since then to a new field of gratitude research, as well as a deepening understanding of the impact of emotions on physical health. What medicine now knows about individuals, Moses knew about nations. Gratitude, hakarat hatov, is at the heart of what he has to say about the Israelites and their future in the Promised Land. Gratitude had not been their strong point in the desert. They complained about the lack of food and water, about the manna and the lack of meat and vegetables, about the dangers they faced from the Egyptians as they were leaving, and about the inhabitants of the land they were about to enter. They lacked thankfulness during difficult times. But a greater danger still, said Moses, would be a lack of gratitude during the good times. This is what he warned. When you have eaten your fill and have built fine houses and live in them, when your herds and flocks are multiplied and your silver and gold is multiplied and all that you have is multiplied, do not exalt yourself, forgetting the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of slavery. Do not say to yourself, My power and the might of my own hand have gained me this wealth. The worst thing that could happen to them, warned Moses, would be that they forgot how they came to the land, how God had promised it to their ancestors and had taken them from slavery to freedom, sustaining them during the 40 years in the wilderness. This was a revolutionary idea that the nation's history be engraved on the people's souls, that it was to be re-enacted in the annual cycle of festivals and that their nation as a nation should never attribute its achievements to itself, my power and the might of my own hand, but should always ascribe its victories, indeed its very existence, to something higher than itself, namely to God. This is a dominant theme of Deuteronomy, and it echoes throughout the book time and again.
Since the publication of the Nun study and the flurry of further research it inspired, we now know of the multiple effects of developing an attitude of gratitude. It improves physical health and immunity against disease. Grateful people are more likely to take regular exercise and go for regular medical checkups. Thankfulness reduces toxic emotions such as resentment, frustration and regret and makes depression less likely. It helps people avoid overreacting to negative experiences by seeking revenge. It even tends to make people sleep better. It enhances self-respect, making it less likely that you will envy others for their achievements or success. Grateful people tend to have better relationships. Saying thank you enhances friendships and elicits better performance from employees. It's also a major factor in strengthening resilience. One study of Vietnam War veterans found that those with higher levels of gratitude suffered lower incidence of post-traumatic stress disorder. Remembering the many things we have to be thankful for helps us survive painful experiences from losing a job to bereavement. Jewish prayer is an ongoing seminar in gratitude. Birkot HaShachar, the dawn blessing, said at the start of morning prayers each day, form a litany of thanksgiving for life itself, for the human body, the physical world, for land to stand on and eyes to see with. The first words we say each morning, Modeani, I thank you, mean that we begin each day by giving thanks. Gratitude also lies behind a fascinating feature of the Amidah. When the leader of prayer, when the Shliach Tzibur repeats the Amidah aloud, we're silent other than for the responses of Kedusha and saying Amen after each blessing, with one exception. When the leader says the words we give thanks to you, the congregation says a parallel passage known as Modim de Rabbanan. For every other blessing of the Amida, it's sufficient to assent to the words of the leader of prayer by saying Amen. The only expression is the only exception is Modim. We give thanks. Rabbi Eliyahu Spira, in his work Eliyahu Rabbah, explains that when it comes to saying thank you, we cannot delegate this away to someone else to do it on our behalf. Thanks has to come directly from us. Part of the essence of gratitude is that it recognizes that we are not the sole authors of what's good in our lives. The egoist, says André Comte-Sponville, is ungrateful because he doesn't like to acknowledge his debt to others, and gratitude is this acknowledgement. La Rochefoucauld put it more bluntly, pride refuses to owe, self-love to pay. Thankfulness has an inner connection with humility. It recognizes that what we are and what we have is due to others, above all to God. Comsponville adds, those who are incapable of gratitude live in vain. They can never be satisfied, fulfilled or happy. They do not live. They just get ready to live, as Seneca puts it. Though you don't have to be religious to be grateful, there's something about belief in God as creator of the universe, shaper of history, and author of the laws of life that directs and facilitates our gratitude. It's hard to feel grateful to a universe that came into existence for no reason and is blind to us and our fate. 
It's precisely our faith in a personal God that gives force and focus to our thanks. So it's no coincidence that the United States, founded by Puritans, Calvinists steeped in the Hebrew Bible, should have a day known as Thanksgiving, recognizing the presence of God in American history. On the 3rd of October, 1863, at the height of the Civil War, Abraham Lincoln issued a Thanksgiving proclamation thanking God that though the nation was at war with itself, there were still blessings for which both sides could express gratitude, a fruitful harvest, no foreign invasion, and so on. He continued in these words, No human counsel hath devised, nor hath any mortal hand worked out these great things. They are the gracious gifts of the Most High God, who, while dealing with us in anger for our sins, has nevertheless remembered mercy. I do therefore invite my fellow citizens in every part of the United States to set apart and observe the last Thursday of November next as a day of thanksgiving and praise to our beneficent Father who dwelleth in the heavens. And I recommend to them that while offering up the ascriptions justly due to him for such singular deliverance and blessings, they do also with humble penitence for our national perverseness and disobedience commend to his tender care all those who have become widows, orphans, mourners, or sufferers in the lamentable civil strife in which we are unavoidably engaged, and fervently implore the interposition of the Almighty Hand to heal the wounds of the nation and to restore it as soon as may be consistent with the divine purposes to the full enjoyment of peace, harmony, tranquility, and union. What might such a declaration made today in Israel or the United States or indeed anywhere do to heal the wounds that so divide nations today? Thanksgiving is as important to society as it is to individuals. It protects us from resentments and from the arrogance of power. It reminds us of how dependent we are on others and on a force greater than ourselves. As with individuals, so with nations, thanksgiving is essential to happiness and health. <laughs>